This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Geekscapist, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, where have you been my, all my life? Uh, we like to talk movies, video games, comic books, all that pop culture stuff, and that's what you've got in store for you. Uh, Katie and I are going to be talking all sorts of stuff, like that latest WandaVision episode. Don't worry, we'll take the spoilers till late in the show, so you can bounce house if you haven't uh, watched it yet. We're also going to be talking about some rearrangements on the Mandalorian cast. Uh, that's my biker squad that you hear outside the window, I guess. Uh, and we got a lot of Geekscape news. There's a new Nintendo Direct happening tomorrow. And Katie and I are huge Zelda fans, so we'll be talking about like what might be up Nintendo's sleeve for the uh, 35th anniversary of the Zelda franchise. We got a, we got a lot of stuff coming up, so uh, we gotta we gotta throw it up there. Uh, Jennifer Zhang, right off of Facebook, says, hey, "Wait, wait, is this live?" It's not a rerun, right? No, it is live, Jennifer. That is how we do it. Unless, of course, you're a podcast listener and you're listening to this through your headphones the next day and you're being like, oh, wow, I wish I could have been there live. Well, we're here on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube live. And uh, you're always welcome to join us. We're your best friends. We're your only friends. Welcome to the pandemic 2021. Uh, you're not leaving your house. Just hang out here with us. Uh, Katie's always nice and, and fun to talk to. And uh, why don't we add her to the show? 
I hope she's ready. It looks like she's texting on her phone. Surprise, Katie. I caught you texting on your phone, didn't I? I was actually putting a little promo on Instagram because I was like, oh, we should no, get no, more no, people. No, 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 no. Just no. Let, let, let me, let, let, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. Finish your Instagram. What are you typing? We're going live right hmm. now. Oh, that'll nab them. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know. It's riveting stuff. What's Geeks the picture that you're using there? What, I'm using the, the one that you used on Twitter. Okay. The, the DC Comics one. Okay. So it sounds fantastic. We got to make sure that it's centered. Okay. Jeez. What kind of emojis are you using? You got to make sure that the, the emojis connect with the kids. No, it's a direct re- It's just, it's hard facts. We're going live right now. Okay. okay. Go sounds to Geekscape. Good. Least All amount right. of information possible. They well, don't even Katie. have a link. We're uh, uh, we're three minutes into the oh well we're three <laughs> minutes into the show I was about to say like we are we've gone live did you want to maybe you got to write a new story I'm sorry Kate you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to okay. retract that one you have right. to make a new story oh, on your Instagram no, no. saying we've been live no okay What's keeping you. No, Jump no retractions. Here. We're just gonna we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep making new okay. ones. Katie, <laughs> while, while while the show is live, let's let's uh-huh. do a, let's do another Instagram post here. You got your story. We okay, are we are live? Packed live. Then, okay, good, good. Now let, let me see the emojis. Love. What kind of emojis right. you got there? Now let's do a little time piece. Little time, yeah. time. Oh okay. goodness, that's not working out. Okay, I what love that you got? can search for stuff now. Okay, let's see. Let's just do. A clock? Oh, yeah, an alarm clock. No, no, something geeky, though. We need something geeky on okay. that. Okay, nerd story. glasses, because you, you know, glasses are good, nerd yes. glasses, that's how you know you're a geek. Can we, can we add oh, a rocket why ship? Why doesn't it show up? <laughs> Katie, hold on. Okay, a rocket a, ship. A rocket yeah. ship is very geekscape based. Okay, got okay. it. I just want them okay. to know that we're live right now. So let's not interrupt the show to make okay. the story. I mean, I don't want to interrupt your story to make you got about. it yeah no definitely don't want to interrupt anything at the moment because that would be bad okay no, it'd be terrible to interrupt the show with uh you with on me phone on the phone story no let's do it okay did there we send, go. did you post that story i did did it have a link in it no not at all okay katie we're gonna have to make a th- okay we need a third story uh with a link okay like sw- do you, are you able to do the swipe up feature i'm on not Instagram? i am not that popular no. okay. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get me more people on my on instagram that, we gotta work on that <laughs> Katie, listen, put your phone away. I'm Damn putting it. it away. We're professionals here. You Look can't just sit here and start a podcast. Oh, that's a very nice phone case. You are Isn't forgiven. it fun? Thank you so yes. much. It's a Game Boy podcast. Or pod, oh, damn. Phone catch. Katie, anyway. do you want to do a podcast today? Are you feeling this? <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. I am ready. I thought we were doing it yesterday, but we're doing it today. So I'm very pumped. Very okay. amped for this. I had a lot yeah, of coffee. I'm going to go ahead and just pull the... Uh, the curtain on this whole when is Jonathan broadcasting Geekscape live? There's a real easy way to tell whether or not we're going to have a Geekscape that night. Check the NBA schedule of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Is that the secret? I have been so curious. Kitty's always like, wait, are we doing a, uh, a, are we doing a, a podcast tonight? And I just got to tell you, listen, uh, if you can check the schedule of the Utah Jazz, you can tell whether or not we're going to be doing Monday or Tuesday, and uh, they played last night. They defeated one of the Eastern top teams, the Philadelphia 76ers. Beat them pretty solidly. It was a close game in the second half, and that's Man. the Jazz are the number one team in the league. My, are my they, though? Are they, though? <laughs> yeah, Katie. Why, look at the record. Utah Jazz? They're the number one team in the NBA, and uh, everyone's okay. picking up on the fact. So Is that, I can't wait. Man, 
Kobe goes and man, all hell breaks uh, loose. Well, well, no, I mean LeBron's still okay. in, the, in the league, and we'll see what happens there. LeBron, well, we LeBron. got a good show for you. Don't know basketball stuff. At we all. got our good friend uh, Ian Rainey here in Austin. He's gonna. He, he actually took place. You know that we did this thing, Katie. We did this. Uh, uh, what was it? A speed dating event for Valentine's? Did you yes, know that we did that? I'm so curious to hear how all this went. I know that this was something. It was um, uh, something that we had promoted during the Christmas special. It's something we had promoted all along, and it sounded like it was a lot of fun. It was the day before Valentine's. How'd it mm -hmm. go? Okay, so Geekscape teamed up with Filter Off. It's a uh, little app for your phone. You can swipe. You can do like video speed dating with people. And uh, we had a little speed dating event for Halloween. No, Halloween. That's me. That's <laughs> that is, for Valentine's that's, Day. That's next year. I guess this year. See, listen. <laughs> oh, if, my if gosh. Matt Kelly would have edited that out of the show. He's like, hey, we, we here at We Know Podcasting. That's that's an edit right there. <laughs> so Matt Kelly would have deleted that right there. He's a he's nothing if not oh, no, a professional. we're keeping it in. Yeah, no, he would have been like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna cut that out. We're gonna replace it with talk about a killer robot movie with a lot of boobs in it. So that's that's the content people want. So uh, <laughs> we had this Valentine's Day event uh, this weekend, and it was a speed dating event. It's kind of cool. You do it on your phone, and uh, we had a couple of geekscapists participate. And uh, one of them is right here with us. He's my good friend Ian Rainey from Austin, Texas, longtime geekscapist. He's been on the show. And uh, he's calling us from. Where are you joining us from, there, Ian? You're not in Austin. I am calling. No, I'm from. I'm in New Jersey right now. Okay. Okay. A little warmer yeah. than Austin at the moment. Uh, all of Texas is covered in snow it's as of the recording. Oh, hold on. Ultron's banging you right now. <laughs> like, <maybe. laughs> what did you say? I don't uh, know. Yeah. No. No. You're good, Ian. I don't. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. You, you're good. Just concentrate. Harness the harness the power. I think Incel Bot's messing with you there. Uh, so, Ian, you took part in our Valentine's Day speed dating event with Filterov. How did it go? Is it weird? Like, take me from the beginning. It went well. Yeah, so the, the app, I, I did one other event before and matched with some, some one or two other random people. And they do basically a three-minute uh, speed date. And so you do a video chat with someone for three minutes. And it goes really quick. And um, then you decide if you like the person or not. You I, it says like you're interested or not. And then for the event, um, at the end of the event, then everyone you match, if they said the same answer as you and match, then you kind of connect with them and you can keep chatting or video chatting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I had like three dates set up. Um, like when you log in, it tells you that you have three dates. And um, yeah. The, there's not too much you can mess up in three minutes. I mean, I guess you could, but there's not, it's, it's pretty quick, but um, you kind of get a feel of a person. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of an introvert in general. And so you have to like set up a full on like 20 minute hour long video date. That's a lot, but three minutes is just like kind of get in, get out, find out if you connect with someone. Yeah. yeah uh, Ian, I know this is on the internet. So like the, the realistic, fact is that like these people may not live near you so when you're doing this speed dating remotely it's obviously there was like an austin event where you live in austin texas but doing the geekscape thing we would haul we went global so i'm guessing that the people you matched with didn't live near you and may not have been potential future dates right no no uh yeah no one was really nearby um but so I just kind of took it as a fun event and meet some people. And I mean, we're, or this last year, we've, 
we aren't able to go outside, so we're Zooming and Teams in and all that stuff more and more. So it's just cool to connect with people. Um, Did you make even friends if it's at least? not nearby? Yeah, yeah, I connected with one or two of the, the girls that I talked with, and I've been a little head buried with the weather going on, so I haven't really done more investigating. But I like I like it better than the other dating apps because they're just the other dating apps you just swipe and superficial and takes two seconds and just kind of at least forces you to have a little conversation before. What That's I love really about fun. that is that you were like batting like pretty good, like a one third, two third is pretty great. And uh, yeah, if you had yeah. three dates set up, having like at least befriending one or two people is a pretty great ratio. Uh, I got to tell you, like I, um, I'm really pretty confident that we're going to do it again and maybe make the event even bigger. And honestly, you mean at Halloween, right? Yeah, we'll do it for Halloween. <laughs> uh, honestly, for a, you know this kind of event, I think that it's remote, it's speed dating, it's on your app on a phone, like. Uh, realistically, I think you just go in just hoping to make some friends like you did. You were pretty successful with it. And I got to tell you, um, that makes me pretty optimistic because the, you know, Matt Kelly immediately texted me after the event was over and said, well, that speed dating event was a bust. So I think oh. that you did a better, I mean, I mean, listen, Matt, we got to massage him a little. It's kind of like, you got to work on him a little bit. You know, he's, he, there's, there's, well, there's, he can do this. I know Matt can do this, all right? But I'm no Burgess Meredith to Matt's Rocky, all right? Like, I can't just, I can't get him in the, like, ring shape yet. Like, I got to work out a little longer than that, okay? Ian, what do you, I what would you, you tell gotta, Matt? What, I was going to say we should get, yeah. the more people we can get in, sorry, I keep talking over you. The more people that we can get in, the better. Um, you know, some of the, some of the, like, open events for, like, uh, Austin or like random events they have say like there's you know 500 people signed up and I, I don't think we had you know that n- many numbers but the more people then you get more matches and mm-hmm. um yeah, potential connections and, and things like that but um I don't know if he did he have no matches or he just didn't like the people that he talked to or <laughs> I I have uh, you know what I'm not gonna say what he said about the daters they were all pretty it was pretty nice but uh like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna speak for Matt <laughs> All right, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, speak sorry. I guess I guess I'm not, I'm not gonna I know speak it. I can hear I can hear Matt in my head. He's just like woof with every person that yeah. came across his screen. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> even if what's that? Did if it goes so quick freezing up. Like I think I think he's having some trouble. What was that, sorry. Ian? I'm dra- lagging. <laughs> it's okay, the lag always gets us. I know. Uh, I was saying uh, you know, even if the even if the dates aren't great, it's quick. You know, yeah, yeah, that you're is. You're only on it for yeah, a couple minutes, and so you, I you're said not, that you're not like wasting like hours of your day or something. Thank you for saying that, Ian. I said that throughout uh, college. As I was like, hey, listen, it, it, at least it was quick. Well, no, no, Linda, no, you got it. No, different things. <laughs> totally different, totally different thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Not something you different. want to be bragging about there, bud. Like, oh. not something, especially in college. Like, that's I was just... doing them a favor and I paid for the dry cleaning. I figured, <laughs> wait, okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, Ian. Me well, quoting Matt Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for checking with us, Ian. Uh, Ian, we love you here at Geekscape and we want you to make as many friends as possible. So, we're probably going to do another dating event. We'll make it a lot bigger than last time. And, you Geekscapists are invited to attend. Uh, I think that uh, Katie thought about jumping on the app there for a bit and seeing what Just was going on. Second. Just for a hot second. Um, <laughs> Ian, love you, buddy. 
we'll see you in Austin when it uh, stops freezing over, okay, man? And when this pandemic's over with. If it's yes, not sir. a pandemic, Thanks for having me. us apart. Like, Texas freezes. Bye, buddy. Um, Great meeting Katie. you, Ian. London. So, Tell uh, me. Matt Kelly is going to jump in here real quick on the comments and just say, woof. Uh, <laughs> I, I told you. That's yeah. exactly what he sounds like. I, well, Dead I on impressionist. You got the pronunciation wrong. All right? Oh, we need a little so bit not more that Philly accent. Uh, you're, you're just not. Matt <laughs> Katie. There's too much life in your voice. Uh, (laughs) uh, Did I nail it? No, I'm not going to coach both of you. I'm not going to coach him and dating and you and uh, (laughs) And me to pretend to be him. Listen, no. We should Cyrano de Bergerac this. This is what we need to do. Oh my God, that's the greatest idea ever. We got to get Matt an earpiece for the next dating event. And then one of us has to be telling Matt what to say on the three minute speed date. That's the greatest idea ever. I know, right? We should see your note to Bergerac this next one. And then we could just be like, hey, this is what you say. And we can either fuck with him or not. I mean, it's up to you. No, but I, I gotta, I gotta help the guy out. I'm okay, so, like, well then, we'll I'll then like, we'll yeah. like legitimately see your note this then. Do not mention the DVDs. Don't mention the horror movies. <laughs> no, but you know what? At the same time, you want the guy to be honest. So yeah, I you do. That, you bring but, it up. You bring it up in increments, like you. Katie, there's only three minutes with which to work. So what I actually is a hard... think you should do is just. Pull the band-aid off, and if they swipe onto the app and he's already uh-huh. dressed like Jason Voorhees in a hockey mask <laughs> with a, with like a machete, then I think that like already like they know what he's gonna they're gonna get. And then everything from there is just extra, right? Like, you know, they're like, Oh, this guy's into horror movies. You know, he seems cool. I'm into horror movies. I mean, I can see how that might go really fucking wrong. Might but... go a little bit creepy, but you know, we'll we'll finesse it. We'll finesse it. We'll come up with a full script. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't worry, Matt. We got you. Uh, thanks to our partner, Zach, over at Filter Off. We're going to throw another Filter Off uh, thing together, and we're going to have that event. So it, we will not do it at Halloween. We're going to do it much sooner than that. So look for that. We're going to have another dating event. And I'm glad Ian had fun. Ian's like a solid dude, and I'm glad yeah. Matt did it. I honestly am super happy that Matt did it because Matt's a good dude, yeah. and uh, I love the guy. Everybody um, deserves love, man. Everybody deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Zhang, our good friend here in uh, Facebook, says, you know, here's a million-dollar idea. Let's do a speed dating app, but instead of matching me with men, you just show me puppies. Dude, I would so be on board with that, too. That's... I mean, that's basically just my Instagram search page. Just as soon as I hit that little search icon, it's just all golden retrievers, huskies yelling for no reason, and cooking recipes. <laughs> Well, and every uh, once in a while they throw in like a nail art and I'm like get that shit out of here uh, I don't I don't want to see some process of how you bake something I don't care I love that I no, love that really... oh, especially the real fancy ones where they layer it on it's great I'm there for the cats and the Zelda content I just want oh. Zelda and if it's a cat dressed as Zelda then Instagram even is... better yeah that's what I need uh, Geekscapers we do have a big show for you we, we're going to be talking the uh, last episode of WandaVision episode 6 we're going to hold that to the end of the discussion for spoilers we're also going to be talking about Katie replacing Gina Carano on the Mandalorian spoiler yep. it's happening yeah yep. she's going to play the new Cara Dune uh, we also face. have some ideas of what might be in store for the Nintendo Direct this week since it is Zelda's 35th anniversary. I also have my good friend Grant Party coming on. He's been reading that DC Future State stuff. And uh, you know what? I don't think you can get me to read DC Comics, except Grant did drop this gem. I did not see this in the news, but uh, 
You know how they're doing like, you know how they did like Batman 66, which was like a continuation of the Adam West Batman. Right. Wonder Woman. And like they did a continuation of like the Wonder Woman thing. Right, right, right. The comics. Yeah. Grant said that they're doing Batman 89 and Superman 78, which is a continuation of like the Richard Donner Superman and the Tim Burton Batman in comics form. I'm super excited about it. Oh Uh, my God. I need you all to put your hands together for my good friend Grant Party. It is a party. We're gonna put them on the show now. Uh, there's Grant. Grant, how are you, man? You doing what's all right? What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Katie. Hey, man. How are you guys doing? How We're doing, doing okay. We're, uh, you know what? We successfully put made people some friends over Valentine's. We uh, we put together a speed dating event. We made some friends. Uh, we're doing okay. Um, all right. Yeah. How are you doing, brother? You know, I'm doing just fine. Doing great. <laughs> Doing great. Therapy went a little long, so I was a little bit late to the backstage, but we no, made it. You should have just told your therapist. Just in time. You should have been like, just hey, in time. I got geek therapy coming up, so I got to balance. This is your geek right. therapy, Geeks Gavis. If you don't know that, this is geek therapy, and we, uh, we're we here for each other. This is like where they get in the circle, <laughs> and everybody kind of like says their name and says like what they're addicted to and like how their week was and it also scary. costs like hundreds of dollars just to do this and be on the podcast so <laughs> yeah. grant we're expecting yeah. that check later so and, and also Jonathan i don't think my insurance is covering it right so <laughs> i think yeah. like on the 12-step program i'm somewhere in like uh i don't even know i can't count to 12 so the men's mo- like i'm never gonna get to it uh nice. so grant we talked a lot about what we could talk about here on this show but here's the thing i want to know about because i'm not a dc reader and we talked about DC Future State last week. I wasn't entirely convinced to read anything but the new Wonder Girl series. Is that right? Like this new Wonder, like they have this new Wonder Woman character, but it, it, but she's like South American or something. And I was I was like, okay, maybe. But like you're reading DC Future State, what do you think is worth reading? Because I'm getting a little pickier with my comics dollar, and I'm not sold on a lot of the DC stuff. Well, I won't sell you. Uh, I they're bad. <laughs> they, they that's my whole opinion. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't mean to mislead you and say that I've been reading everything. Not at all. I've been reading uh, a little bit of the uh, the. I think it's called the Secret History of the DC Universe, uh, and I've been reading the Batman title, and I've been kind of flipping through, but not purchasing any of the other books. Uh, it's it's been first of all, the books are too expensive. So if you're being uh, conscious of spending, I definitely don't recommend it. Uh, if you're just looking for a good, if you're like me and you're just looking for a good new Batman take, which is what I went in for, is like, oh, okay, they got uh, John Ridley, right? Is the So they got a big name writer. This will be exciting. And it's a new Batman, which every couple years there's a new Batman, right? It's Jim Gordon or it's Dick Grayson or it's somebody else. This time it's Luke Fox. All right, sure. I, I like seeing... To me, that's the strength of the DC characters is taking the iconograph, the the iconic symbols of stuff, mixing it with maybe different takes on the existing Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent or so on, or putting different people behind the suits and seeing what stories you can tell. But it's pretty bland. It's not very good. And that's really just, I don't know. That's my take on it. It's just like <laughs> I they've they've been snoozes. Uh, I've sort of finished them like this, just kind of like what, reading them on this computer and re- just like, where is the just I'm looking for looking for something, looking for something exciting. I was very into the Tom King run on Batman, mm-hmm. 
and I'm looking forward to Batman Catwoman, and I'm certainly looking forward to Batman 89. But other than that, I'm definitely not going to be able to pitch you on any of the books that DC's currently doing. I have plenty of ideas for what DC should be doing, like any good fan. Uh, I have plenty of ideas of what I, the books that seem like a absolute layup that I'm shocked that they're still not doing, that they're spiting us by not doing a Batman family team-up book or a Robins and Batgirls book um, and so forth, uh, and how they continue to just kind of like undercut these characters is a mystery to me. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I will be beyond a like Batman family book, and I think Batman family book is almost like oxymoronic because Batman's insistent on killing his family members. But like what, I mean, what DC else loves a dead Robin. Yeah. Man, right. He will milk the shit out of a dead Robin. <laughs> also what another else? thing not worth your time. If I may yeah, is, uh, it's don't get, don't get fooled because it's on HBO max. So you might think, okay, this is worth a click. Uh, let's see how they did adapting the death in the family storyline into an animated movie. Don't do it. I heard it's, it's not good. We it's so watched bad. a little bit of it because we just realized uh, this weekend that like it was on there, and I immediately went back to Animal Crossing. I was just like, I was like, all right. <laughs> if you've seen Under the Red Hood, uh, which is probably their best yeah. direct-to-video animated movie, then you've seen it because the entire. I can't believe they got away with it. They the whole movie is literally adding voiceover and making the entire thing into like a previously on, but it's just summing up under the red hood. It is mind blowing that it was released and that they like released it on Blu-ray and 4k ultra HD and all this stuff. To, it's ultraviolet. That that's, that does seem criminal. Cause I do remember the like original, like red hood Batman animated as being awesome. Our friend Judd Winnick wrote that one. He's been on Geekscape before and that is, it's uh, great. Criminal that they would mess that one up, mess with that. It just seems like, yeah, are, are they playing it safe? I mean, it stinks, but it feels like future slate seems like this future state seems like it's a uh, like a dipping a toe in the pool to be like, okay, which of these future projects are a direction that we should go in? Fans will tell us we don't really want to necessarily commit to publishing this stuff. Uh, are you liking a little of this? You liking a little of that? And then the fans are coming back, being like, "Hey, why should we invest in any of this if y'all are going to commit to making it a direction?" It was shocking how wrong? how poor the quality was, and also to the chat. Yes, the Batman versus Ninja Turtles uh, oh was really great. Gosh. It was really, and that's why it was so shocking that this one was so low quality and low effort. Because usually, like kind of whatever else is going on with DC, their direct video animated stuff is is generally pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, really so. been, yeah. No, Jennifer, I'm right there with you too. Yeah, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was so good and very original. Um, so Geekscape is listening on the podcast. Our friend Jennifer Zing, she's just hanging with the show the whole time, but uh, it doesn't really leave a lot for you podcast listeners for the thing. But uh, she commented on the IDW DC team up. There is a Batman versus TMNT comic book that is like gone in like second or third season, and it is good. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how like the spinoff book can be really good, but the mainstream books are finding trouble getting footing on this. one. they're having trouble finding their footing on this stuff. Um, you know, it, it, Derek Cranavolt says, I'm looking forward to DC Universe Infinite hit, hitting Canada so I can actually catch up on some of this stuff. Um, I'm having a little bit of frustration myself with the HBO uh, app because uh, they don't just leave stuff on there, right? Like you're talking right. about, uh, I think that's a it's a brilliant idea to have DC's uh, 
doing comics based on the Richard Donner Superman and uh, or in the Tim Burton Batman. But if you want to go back and watch some of those, they may not necessarily be on HBO Max because they they bring stuff up and then they dump stuff. And uh, yeah. it seems like for a subscriber base that's building, you want to just kind of keep stuff up there until it stabilizes, don't you think? Yeah, it's been a strange thing of like, uh, it's there sometimes, it's not there other times. Uh, the DC Universe app has been also frustrating because on one hand, it's like amazing that every, virtually every DC comic ever published is available, but the organization is quite poor. The, the, uh, the, like, for example, I was having a chat with a friend about the old Tim Drake Robin uh, series and wanted to go back and reread that, but they've got it all out of order. So it's wild because it's so strange because it seems like they're putting all of their eggs into this basket of like the future is digital where all of our things are going to be same day digital, the movie releases, the comics, uh, you should be getting the digital subscription and then they'll live digitally forever here on the app. But it, uh, it's, it feels like it's, um, belongs with like Homestar Runner in terms of the <laughs> of maybe, wow. maybe, it's a, maybe it's a puzzle, right? Like maybe the Riddler is in charge of the 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 <laughs> comics reading app and it's like, hey, hey, riddle me this. You're going to enjoy this Batman run a lot more if you have to put it in your own order. We're just going to shake things up. I always think that comic book apps should just be in like uh, you should have like highlights on certain runs, highlights on certain storylines, but for the most part, present that stuff just chronologically the way it came out because people are going to want to scroll to the 60s to see how Marvel started, scroll right. to the 70s to get into the Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange druggy stuff. And that's the, the fun part of it is exactly that. But, but the Marvel the Marvel app is 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 poor with that too. I, it's surprised. It's just it's very difficult to do exactly what you're talking about because that is the big pleasure of it is being able to go back and read these runs in order or skip around and it's it's magical it feels like this it does feel like the future of like I, these are and some of these I, we're about the, you know we're the same age so it's like a lot of these were issues that i dreamed about being able to read mm -hmm. but they were hard to find because you physically had to find them at a comic shop or in a trade and they, if they weren't collected uh then then good luck and and now i suppose the comic fan going back and, and looking has has significantly more options but i guess that's True of everything. Millennials right. we were just, we were shortchanged. We're I would imagine old. that the Marvel app is saying, okay, we have Hulk in uh, Thor Ragnarok. We're just going to push the Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk stuff, and then you're going to be, be able to read that, and that's the front of the app. But I don't think that, I don't think that doing that should stop them from just putting things up temporarily so that in chronologically, so you could read them in order with highlights given to things that might be part of the bigger Disney Marvel edict of like, this is what we're pushing right now. We're pushing Captain America civil war. So you're going to put a focus on civil war and civil war too. I don't think that there there's an, I don't think that the app, I wouldn't design an app that, that didn't work like that, where you have a chance to see the whole thing chronologically with some highlights given towards the things that they want you to read so that you can then go buy a ticket to the big movie that weekend. I don't see how that, I mean, I don't think that one should be exclusive to the other. Uh, I have not been on any of these apps because I read mine. I like to smell my comic. I like to be like, ah, I like to touch it. I like the tactile nature of reading my any comic. So I, I haven't been so on creepy. any comics app. Um, but that does make sense. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I have most of my comics I have like on hand, like they're in a bookshelf right over here. But like, I, 
I very rarely, unless I cannot find the comic book, will I go digital. Like if it's like something that is right. older, that's um, from a different era, I'll go and try and find it digitally. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I quite I like the convenience of it. And I and yeah. I really want to get rid of my clutter. We started up a little free library outside of our place. So I've been actually been giving oh. away it in my comic books uh, because be I kind of feel like, you know, I've sort of got this permanent access to it. Incidentally, to somewhat pivot, I, I do you guys want to talk a little bit more about Batman 89 or maybe yeah. Superman 78 specifically, which is because I was talking about it all day with friends because this is truly the book that like I and, you know, the artist has been pitching this for Years, yeah, yeah. Um, and now they got Sam Ham who wrote the the first uh, movie. They didn't get mm -hmm. Daniel Waters. I would have been maybe a little more excited <laughs> to get Daniel Waters. I like I like the draft of the Batman, Tim Burton Batman, where he's on a horse at the end. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite is Batman on a horse going through Gotham City to stop the Joker. Uh, they that, took that like everything. They, yeah, like everything, they took it from Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm -hmm. Because Dark Knight Returns features a sequence with uh batman on a horse and so it's so it's almost surprising how like even now i still i'll read lists of like okay you like batman movies or you like batman media where should you go in terms of reading the next stuff and it's always like year one dark knight returns killing joke it's like yeah but you've seen those you've actually mm -hmm. seen all of those a bazillion yeah. times mm -hmm. reinterpreted through media so i'm excited for 89 because there's so much to that like billy d williams is two-faced they didn't mention if they're going to do the Marlon Wayans Robin. Uh, that was Ooh. a thing that was almost in Batman Returns and cut out Batman and Catwoman and their relationship. What's going to happen next with Robert Wool's character? I mean, these are the things. Hello, legs. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see Vicky Vale come back in and uh, see if they start to adapt a little bit. Of the, I mean, it seems like they're going to skip the whole Batman Forever timeline and just be like, no, no, no we're going to keep this strictly Tim Burton. We're going to have some cool artwork. Uh, and I think that the first 30 minutes of, Sur of Richard Donner's Superman is the best superhero stuff ever put on film. I think that no matter what Marvel does or DC does, that is still the gold standard on of comic books put to film is the first 30 minutes of the Richard Donner Superman one. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. perfect. Yeah. But uh, these comics as well are seem to be presented as a digital format first and not a printed one. Am I, am I right with that, Grant? I was reading up on the article on it and it says that it's going to be like that these two are going to roll out as like digital offerings first. Yeah, they did the same with the uh, Batman The Adventures Continue, which was picking back up of the animated series Tim-verse. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like, for whatever reason, DC has been leaning in that direction of uh, these smaller books being digital exclusive until they have enough to, to bind them together for a hardcover. And they said that's literally the plan is like, get the chapters out digitally so then they can release like the graphic novel version in time for the, the holidays. Um, I mean, I think that probably just speaks to AT&T now owning this and they're all just trying to, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it cuts both ways, right? Like I'm, I, again, the, there's a huge benefit to it for me as a reader to be able to have access to all this stuff, to not have to worry about the, just going anywhere for it. And then of course there's the, the major downside, which is they can pull it at any time. They can edit it. Uh, they can sort of change the narratives like quite literally uh, by just omitting um, huge parts of, of the reality of the, the publishing of detective comics, which has a, which has, they're not going to be advocating for like, Hey, remember I went detective comics used to be super racist, but that's what I'm saying. Like they can just like <laughs> pretend it never happened. That's not even uh, distant history, Grant. Like, in the right. last 
two, three years, we had Bruce Wayne's penis in a book, and that got pulled. And uh, the what, sub- what the, issue the was that? <laughs> I've got it, Katie. I can let you oh. borrow it. Okay, uh, you can still see a little that. bit. Of- yeah, but the subsequent issues of that that big Batman book didn't had it removed, right? So if you do yeah. digital, you can just erase it. Like if you try to watch that episode of the, of the Mandalorian, you're not going to get the guy in jeans standing in the background because they digitally erased the guy, the jeans guy from the Mandalorian. Oh, and, did they already do that? Oh, oh, they did it within a week, which is kind of silly to me because you still see a tourist in the background during Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's just part of the fun of it is that in the marketplace sequence of Raiders of the Lost Ark, you see a tourist walking past one of the sequences. It, it's fun. Yeah. The, the jeans guy's part of it. Like, leave something for the fans to kind you, of have You know, it's going to be like, they're afraid it's going to be the next like Starbucks cup and Game of Thrones type thing where people sure. are just like, ah, all of this work and like, who's, who do we have to fire in order to make this right? And um, I'm looking forward to these, both these books. And I, and I will, I will probably skip them digitally and get them as the physical, you know, hardbound version. Again, I like to I like to read my comics at night in bed. I like to turn the screens off early so that I can actually sleep through the night. <laughs> and that means I'm going to be reading physical comics. But Matt Peters, uh, listening off of Facebook, says digital is awesome when you don't have any comic shops in your town, and that I absolutely yeah, agree. agree with. Uh, it does seem like Warner Brothers AT and T is going to start leaning towards this. Uh, Amazon model and saying, hey, we're going to have more graphic novels. We're going to have more hardcover. That's going to be an Amazon model. And uh, yeah. Um, Isn't it so- funny how this is somewhat just a tangent on one of the things that you guys were just mentioning with terms of like editing stuff out. It's funny to me how how so hard everybody was on George Lucas for <laughs> re-editing Being. Star Wars movies. And now it's just like commonplace and we are just like I mean, I'm not necessarily for it. Like you say, it's it's more charming to have like those little mistakes in there, but it's just like everything is like that now. Like a video game comes out, Cyberpunk 2077 is a great example. And it's like, well, actually don't play this for a long time because we wow. can patch the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, the, it's when you assume that there's going to be a ton of patches that you have to do. That's like, oh, because they're, I'm, I'm still after all the patches and I'm going through the game and I'm just like, there's so there's many times where I'm like, Oh, it, like it's like frustrating, but I'm on PlayStation, so like um, these are small errors as far as film and TV go, right? Because there's yeah. always people looking at the monitors and the Starbucks cup. Like I didn't see the Starbucks cup until it hit the news the next day and the Game of Thrones. I didn't either. Yeah, Heidi, I didn't Heidi see it asks, at all. Uh, do you think somebody got fired over the Starbucks cup? I I have I have it. no I have no doubt that someone did get fired because of that. Like mm-hmm. they should have like props or some someone probably had to take something out on someone like and that's that's the thing that i fear with like these things because there's like such a like intense need to make sure everything is right um in the shots or whatever like there's already that much tension and then after the fact if like nobody catches it until like somebody like just is super zoned in on each pixel each moment I don't I know, think it's it just feels bad. fired. I mean, below the line was well gone. It was like long gone by the time that episode aired. Sure. Uh, you know, but on that next gig that that art direction team is working on, you know, that next, you know, that next gig, maybe, maybe Billy didn't get invited back because they weren't paying attention that there was still a Starbucks cup. But ultimately, there's probably Starbucks cups all under that table in that sequence. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, is and you know, even if the actress is it, is it the I mean, who is it? The script supervisor that's supposed to be watching the frame like that? The director's Wait, why, watching the DP? Why are you throwing one person on the bus for that? 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why, why, like the all, like even if somebody does get fired or punished for it, it's not the people that are ultimately responsible, which should be the showrunners and the director. Yeah. And they and just even- got there to do whatever, like more Star Wars movies or some shit. So it's like, yeah. I remember being in editing on a TV show and seeing a flag. Uh, it was a, uh, it was more like a balance. It was a big white balance, and you could see the arm. Okay. You couldn't see the uh, the balance, but you could see the arm of the balance, like, oh. like the, the mm-hmm. knuckle of the C stand hanging just into the frame. And I was like, "Hey, can we go back and take a look at that?" And this is a TV show that aired on cable, and you can you know it's in there. And I remember the tense moment when I was the smallest fry in the room, right? Sure. And and I remember the editor scrolling back through it and the director and the editor sitting there in the editing room and being like, wait, what are you talking about, Jonathan? As we watched the scene, I'm like, I know I saw it. I know I saw this. I'm going to look like an idiot if it's not there. Sure enough, we got to it. Good eyes, Jonathan. There was a just just the the metal knuckle at the bottom of the C-stand that holds up the bounce for a light, for a light mm-hmm. to reflect off of it was hanging in the frame just on yeah. the it was enough to see it. It was something that would have definitely been scrutinized online. You know, it was, you know, the fans, they get in there. They for love sure. It. For um, sure. But yeah, ultimately, but... And, Andy says the right thing when it comes to the last season of Game of Thrones. Uh, they should have fired the people writing the crappy storyline. <laughs> yep, yeah, that right. ending, man. Yeah, that, that was rough. Uh, At that the same was... time, where is Winds of Winter? I mean, <laughs> there is that too, which yeah. apparently he did finish. <laughs> Grant, you can't get fired if you don't write it in the first place. So we've been talking a little bit about rewriting and rehashing. And I got to tell you, uh, it's good news for Katie, but bad news for Gina Carano. Because uh, there have been some changes here on the whole, um, you know, Mandalorian thing. Gina Carano got uh, fired for tweets that she sent back in November mm-hmm. equating uh, her experience as a Trump supporter to the experience of Jews during Nazi Germany. Don't think they're the same. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would, I would have cautioned, but yeah, apparently there was a, a lot of controversy around that and that yeah. there was just, well, not like, but not just that instance. She had other things that she was yeah. saying online and they were kind of just waiting for her to do the next gaff so that it could be done with. Um, but it's all good. I'm, you know, I'm in the role now. I'm going to fill it out completely. I look exactly like her. Um, similar series, but. Your face to her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they can add, they can add some <laughs> your affect and uh, charisma while they're at it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of that Southern California draw and that Arizona derpiness. <laughs> yeah. So what do we, what do we think about this? Cause uh, I honestly like, as far as the character goes, like the Cara Dune character yeah. on The Mandalorian, I didn't mind it. She's a bit flat on the acting and this and that, but come on. Like, I'm not an actor. What am I doing criticizing an actress? Uh, ultimately, I think that they, as far as The Mandalorian goes, she's serviced the Mandalorian plot pretty good and is fine. Um, but you, can, you, I don't think we live in an age where you can separate the, uh, the artist from the art at this or the art from the artist at this point. You know, it's it's uh, it's funny to me that uh, in response, you saw, you know, her and others uh, in that tribe trying to make it a free speech issue. It's certainly not a free. It's not a censorship issue. It is somebody losing their job because they were embarrassing their employer. Uh, That's that is they're they're entitled to leave behind people who make the brand unattractive. As far as the storyline goes, I think you're right. I think they you know, look, it's not like it's it's not like she's at replaced mid season from what I understand they were done there. It seems like the next step 
is a adjacent story anyway. Right. So the absence is the easiest to explain. You, it barely has to be acknowledged at all. If it does, it's she's she was one of a number of supporting characters. So and a number of strong women in that show. Like it wasn't just Gina Carano that they like added more of them. Like now we have this whole storyline going on with the Mandalorians and the Battle of the, the Throne of Mandalore or whatever the heck's going on there. And Katie Sackoff. I love your Katie Sackoff. I, I like Katie Sackoff and I like all that stuff. I, I think that's great. It's like great. We it didn't as Grant said, we didn't need her. And the rumors are that they were going to announce her having her own show and right. that got yanked pretty hard yeah. after her comments online. So that's the, the kind of the other frustrating thing too, is like, it's not like this was a mystery to Disney. She just pushed it too far. Like the thing it, it, mm-hmm. it, it it's, it's sort of frustrating to me that like, that there was even sort of that, that, that initial excitement around her and the character, because it's kind of like, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to her social media, but I'm not her boss either. Yeah. If I were, I might have been like, you know, this seems risky to bet on somebody who seems to be pretty involved with racist conspiracy theories and has has a history of that stuff. So, you know, uh, I still added Katie to the show. I knew it. I knew the risks, but I still. Added I mean, Katie he knew I was show. a flat earther all <laughs> along, it. but you like, know whatever. what? I revealed I know it. That, you know what? I'll take all the flag. And as as Ian Rainey says, yeah. he was just on the show, and now he's in our comment section. Oh he yeah, says, you know yeah. what? I'm glad Baby Yoda's Twitter account is clean. That we know of. Well, easy to be. (laughs) No, Order 66, and you're going to say, is it Order 66? Or where they they killed all the kids? Oh, 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 yeah. Wait, are you, you think, you really think uh, little baby Yoda would have been in support? He's going to get off. Uh, He survived. I think he knew something. All I'm saying is, I think Grogu knew something when they started, like, executing all the younglings. Little coincidental that Grogu survived. So I'm saying you go far enough back in Grogu's Twitter account, there's you'll probably, probably find some, some compromising yeah, information. He's a huge Anakin supporter. He's like, I knew it, man. I knew it. I was like, there was something cute about him, but it was still like, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I feel like the lesson is 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 the lesson isn't don't be racist on Twitter. The lesson is. <laughs> Don't be racist. Yeah, I mean, I would, say, I would make right. the argument for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Grant, just thank you for adding reason to my st- stupid. <laughs> I, was, I was going in a direction I couldn't come back from, and Grant was like, "Let no, me I, let me lasso this I, I back into saying. reality." I know what you're saying. Don't be racist um, on Coruscant. Okay, just don't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with there being. I geeks, you're gonna. Ring me up for this one, but I'm okay with there being one less Star Wars show coming up because there's 18 of them. <laughs> there are a lot, and like my, I feel like it, it's not gonna release like at the same time, which is what in my mind, hearing all those different titles and those different shows, I'm like, oh sweet, I'll finally have something to watch in quarantine. <laughs> no, they're gonna be like one and then another, and then that'll end, and that'll go to another, and I'll be like, <sighs> Katie, we I've get got one years. week between the season finale of WandaVision and the beginning of Falcon the Winter Soldier. So and Marvel was like, nope, not good enough. They announced a post show to WandaVision talking about the making of WandaVision for that one Friday that you had off to sleep in before the <laughs> internet ruined it for you. Because I wake up at like 5 a.m. to make sure that WandaVision isn't spoiled for me so I can use the internet safely. I stay and up Marvel at night on like, Thursday. Marvel's like, no, 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 no. We're actually going to give you one more thing to watch that Friday in between. They've been, they announced like a making up show. Basically like the stuff that would go on like a DVD extra, Marvel turned into a TV which, show. You're going to get that. 
We will likely watch it at midnight. Uh, we'll stay up late, and then okay. the the behind the scenes will probably wait till like Friday night no, to watch. You're gonna be like, I don't want the behind the scenes spoiled for me. I'm gonna watch it immediately. Uh, Raymond Russell has <laughs> he's over on Facebook, and he ties in Geekscape is on the whole Grogu controversy, saying everyone's saying that Grogu thought the younglings deserved it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Who's everyone? I did not say that. I, I didn't say that, but uh, maybe we can get a Max Rebo band reality show to uh, replace the, the whatever was going to happen with Gina Carano. That's Andy Rattinger off of Facebook's suggestion. I think that'd be, I'd like to see, you know, it's a serious suggestion now that I think about it because I know Matt Kelly's a fan. If they just took like, it's out of canon now, but like the tales from Maz Isaac Cantina, the tales from Jabba's Palace books and started giving us a little bit of those looks into the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe would be down with that. I'd like to see some. I think they're still going to do they, going down. I think they'll still find a way to do the same concept of that mm-hmm. show. It's just mm-hmm. going to have it'll be Bill Burr in the lead instead, or I don't know if I could follow a whole show with Bill Burr. I love the guy, but I don't know if I could do that for a whole series. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's like the wrong pivot to avoiding racism is just going with the Boston guy. <laughs> with the guy who loves pushing the envelope in every set he does. Yeah. I'm from the town that ran black athletes out the entire for like a, a close, decades, and he's getting his own show. Yeah. Uh, so we got. The, uh, we'll talk a little bit of WandaVision later in the show, but there, uh, while we're doing predictions, Nintendo this week has a brand new, like, this is a long Nintendo Direct. This is like a Nintendo Direct indie. This isn't a Nintendo Direct necessarily like showing just one game, focusing on one game like they did with the Bowser's Fury thing that came out that I totally want to buy. I, but, uh, I don't think he's watching, but someone's getting it tomorrow for his birthday. Oh, I think it's Mark in the other room. It is Mark in the other room. I That's hope amazing. he's not watching. Uh, I loved playing through Super Mario 3D World. I thought it was fun. Uh, I, I, you know, and I, I, the idiot in me is like, I'll wait for the price drop before I buy it again with Bowser's Fury. I, Nintendo doesn't do price drops, Jonathan. You know this. <laughs> they will never do a price drop. And uh, you're going to yeah. have to figure that one out because I want to play the Bowser's Fury, but I don't necessarily want to replay and purchase you know. Super Mario 3D World. Have um, you played Super Mario Odyssey to 100% completion? Super Mario Odyssey to... I have not. I have not. That. That is, come on. Who, I'll be honest, I did it last year. It became my game crap. 2020. Because you couldn't travel during the pandemic, right? The game's huge. <laughs> it's huge. And it was a slow, relaxed pace, but it's my it's the game that I'm like now evangelizing, just like preaching everywhere is like the game is actually underrated. And it got like ten out of tens everywhere. But I think like, it's the best Mario game. And I love it's Mario the best Galaxy of all time. One. Replaying 3D World, replaying Galaxy, replaying the recent 3D Mario games has only made me more convinced that Odyssey is the most like it's perfect a great game. Well, and it, it, especially with the system that it came with, the fact that it was a Switch uh, game, like it really does help because it's so much easier other than like Super Mario Sunshine doing the controls on the Switch that's near Super impossible. Mario, uh, Katie, if you've been playing that Super Mario Sunshine on the Switch, I got to tell you, it is frustrating as heck. Those controls are trash. It's tough. It is tough. I played for a little bit and then I got bored and I just moved back to 64, um, Mario 64, because I just, it's 
such a warm place in my heart for that game. And, and I don't uh, necessarily think Mario Galaxy works on the Switch, and I love Mario Galaxy. I think you need those, they work I, I think you need a little bit of that waggle going on if you're going to play the the Galaxy games. I, I miss. It's the, tough to replace it uh, to replace yeah. it entirely. They do their best with both Sunshine and and Galaxy, but yeah, but yeah just it's like Odyssey really is the culmination of the form, and it's just beautiful in handheld and in docked. Uh, and yeah, there's so much. Like there's just and and. The further in that you go, the more it the, the like the better it is. Like the the harder levels. They... I think that I'm uh, well over fifty percent completion on the game. I've obviously completed the story, but going back and just getting all the outfits and completing all the missions for each world. So there's nine hundred one world, right? But you, yeah, so... yeah, I think I've done one world one hundred percent completed. But there's like thirty of them. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount, and there's like they have a lot of like rooms that you probably each like you feel like you know each like new donk city you feel like you know it in and out turns yeah. out you don't once you start like going for 100% of it it turns out like or even if you just start looking there's like for, a whole other game in it right there's a whole other game in it because they hit it in what so and what Bowser's Fury does that's really fun and interesting is that no longer is it separate rooms so like in Mario Odyssey there's a ton of levels but they're in these extra rooms right mm-hmm. outside of the main playground same with Breath of the Wild the the most yeah. recent game the shrines are like the little versions of the temple puzzles so they kind of break it out that way and that's what odyssey does and i, and I love it but bowser's fury is really fun and interesting because it's like trying to like do it, it's a little bit of that tease of what would a truly open world mario game seem like if you integrated those platforming challenges in it and the answer is joyful the answer is uh okay it's, i want an odyssey 2 very very much and uh but grant I can't recommend Odyssey enough. Wasn't there a version of Bowser's Fury that already came out for the Wii U? No, Bowser's Fury is uh, is new. Oh wow! Super then, Mario then 3D I, World is yeah is I the one for the Wii. I completed I, every Mario that comes out for that system. I'll play that one. So I definitely played through 3D World on the Wii U, and the Wii U to me is a very underrated system. I love the Wii U. Um, Bowser's Fury is 100% fresh. That means it's going to be 100% purchased by me. <laughs> I'm doing that. But I'm telling you, man, go go spend some time returning to Odyssey. It is a uh, it is is just a time well spent. Just first beginning with oh, there's just what are the rewards for doing that? Because I mean, there's a number of, of rewards. I mean, some of the first off, those turtle races. I don't want to race. Those They're tough. Again. I don't want to do that anymore. So, like, can I just purchase the completion for that one? I know that's. Like, <laughs> I know you can yeah. do it, but like, you can you can theoretically purchase all the way up to nine nine nine. But I'll know if I ask to see your travel log. Just show me the little stars next to each kingdom. Listen, that's, listen, there's Grant. there's there's other little uh, treats. I don't want to give away the ultimate treat of like when you finally get to nine nine nine. They're all pretty small things, but there are things that definitely make you smile. Different outfits, different changes to the kingdoms, uh, different different little nods that are like there, but really the joy is just, um, you know, you know, you know what it is aside from the freedom of the camera and the freedom of movement. It's that they put a hard price on Mario's life value, which is only 10 coins as it turns out, (laughs) but they eliminated the life system. There's no life. system. You just lose 10 coins, which is significantly less than any outfit in the game, which also tells you a lot about how labor is valued in the mushroom world. Uh, (laughs) They don't care. At all, they're like, yeah. and nobody does anything. It's just Mario and Cappy. Everyone else is like, boy, I really wish somebody would come park a scooter over here. Well, go get a scooter and park it yourself. No, it's got to be Mario every time. I mean, Mario uh, do it. So, oh, you sorry, I left it on the roof over there. 
And Mario's kind of a jerk. Like, like, I leave that scooter everywhere. And uh, as Chris Robinson says, Mario commits genocide to rescue one person. (laughs) There. Uh, I I love Mario Odyssey. I'm of the opinion that Mario Odyssey is the best Mario game, just as I'm of the opinion that Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game. But there's a ton of great stuff. Speaking specifically about this um, Nintendo Direct, and as of the you know, some of y'all will be listening to this podcast and it already have come and gone. And Nintendo said that it's going to be a little bit Smash heavy. That game doesn't end. I'm not a Smash fan, but they, Nintendo's just like milking that game. I've even uh, gotten a bit of fatigue. I'm kind of surprised yeah. by all the different characters that I have now unlocked. Still but playing freaking, uh, you know, she's still playing that Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. She's still yeah. going around like decorating her ten by ten island. Um, My big frustration is that is like I don't winning is fun, but I don't like losing. And the losing is what I do most of the time when I play Smash is I'm getting my ass kicked. What I would love with Smash is to make it easier to do something cooperative with my brother-in-law when he's got some time to play when he's not taking care of the kids. And instead of having to make a room to fight one-on-one and me wiping the floor with him or me taking it easy on him, uh, like I wish there was more. Nintendo seems like such a family-friendly, you know, they're all about like we're bringing people together with our players. And yet... Playing online, the recent Mario 3D World, it's it's basically competitive. You're mm-hmm. you're reaching the same goal, but you're kind of shoving each other off stage. You're competing for the final score. That um, is an addition that they did add to the Switch version. I could play it with like you and Derek Cranavelt. I could play Mario 3D World, and I did I did like Mario 3D World. I do like the 3D games. I think they're awesome. But uh, well, the online aspect does make me want to maybe play through it again. And I you know and I, there is a really good family uh, packaging price. So if you have any friends that can get on the same plan, wait, what do you uh, mean? because there's they have like the annual subscription to the online stuff, um, or oh. you could do like a family, which is like multiple logins. Well, I'd like to make an announcement right now because uh, our good friend Big Yanks, who's a longtime listener, he's been listening since the beginning of Geekscape. He lives in uh, New York City or in New York. Uh, he actually had an addition to the family. Uh, he had a young kid. He had a little boy this week. Uh, Phoenix Camposano was born. So congratulations to Big Yanks. Um, he texted me Friday morning that his kid was born, and I said, "Whoa, whoa did did you not watch WandaVision?" Uh, <laughs> and, and funny enough, uh, he then texted me a picture of his newborn sleeping with a oh. WandaVision on a, an iPad. He was watching in the hospital. No once. way. Yeah, I promise you. That's Big Yanks. So congrats, Big Yanks, on your newborn. Uh, and I only bring that up because uh, I'm on his family plan on the Switch. I nice. On, <laughs> I'm on Big Yanks' family plan, and I like playing those retro NES and SNES games. Yeah. Um, do we think there's going to be a Zelda announcement this week on uh, the, the Nintendo Direct? I do not. I think that it's going to be more Super Smash Brothers stuff which is frustrating because good luck getting in a hotel conference room with a book, like a bunch of your middle school friends this time of year. We're in a pandemic. So can we I guarantee we'll get, please? we'll get like a taste of maybe a game, but that's not going to be any kind of like, Hey, we have an end date when this will come out. Guarantee. I want breath of the wild too. So hard. I want it so hard, but I it's likely not going to happen. And um, <laughs> I know how to alleviate you. You just play some um, Hyrule Warriors too. Nope. Still not doing. I still refuse. I've bought so many Nintendo Switch games this year. And uh, I guess last year considering, but I have not, I've not caved. I've been like, Oh maybe I should put that on. I got I animal crossing it. before I got Hyrule Warriors. Like I loved Age of Calamity. I thought it was so much fun. 
sorry. I, have, I, I played the demo and was kind of like on the fence about it and decided to not do it like you did, Katie. It yeah. just, I played the first Hyrule Warriors and was uh, like, didn't like it, was underwhelmed, unimpressed. And so I decided to not do it again. I decided exactly. to not make the same mistake twice. Well, and it just it feels like it feels like Kingdom Hearts 2.5 or something like that. Like, I'm just I'm just saying Katie, like, yes. Correct. Hold up. You wrote an article for some webzine out there about the story of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Age of Calamity definitely adds to the timeline of Breath of the Wild. It does. But time it, travel element. There is another split in the timeline, Geekscape. Yes. Absolutely. A, it introduces a second temporal split in the, in the Zelda timeline. I got to tell you, it's not just... Uh, it does, know. but here the uh, unofficial yet official announcement from Nintendo is that it ends, I think, the second timeline. It's supposed to be at the end of the second timeline, I believe, uh, the child timeline, if I'm not mistaken. And But they still haven't added it to the official website. They still haven't had an official release. What so maybe on the 35th... Ad- why? <laughs> yeah, no, I wrote letters about how the timeline... Should be some. I mean, I get it. I love it. I love being like, oh, that connects to that. But no, it they don't connect. They don't connect, guys. You say that whenever you trudge through the ruins of Lon Lon Ranch that that's not connected. I spent, <laughs> I spent summers there. I, all I, right, and you're okay. saying it means nothing. I think, it, when in I think Wild, it's exciting. I'm in the ruins I think it's of my cool. Summer home. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, where we're just talking about how all of the sitcoms are connected, like Cheers and Frasier, because they were the same character on one show and they show up on another. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I have done so much research into like, okay, let's actually look at the connection. I went through my Hyrule Historia. I went through all the stuff. This was not originally planned, you guys. I love Zelda to the depths of my being. That is my character that is my jam i love this fucking game but no it's not connected let's be real they just had fun with it it was never planned to be this way great you want to co-host a podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh no i could never i could never take the place of katie it would never, thank you escape is too male-centric as it is I'm i do have some <laughs> predictions though and i okay. will share some of my predictions okay. and these are these are also just hopeful things but i'm trying to keep my hope in line one I think I think world. we'll get we'll get a date for Breath of the Wild two. Really? I think I think, think we'll get I think we'll get a date that will be pushed. Ho- probably a date that'll be pushed. They'll say holiday. They'll say maybe it's like around Thanksgiving. Maybe they'll push it to Christmas. Anyway, I don't know. I, my hope, and I I think that this could happen, is that they'll add Nintendo sixty four to the uh, virtual console as a means of releasing Ocarina of Time and Jorah's Mask because we've already paid for Mario 64. I want this because Star Fox 64 is one of those all-time games like NBA Jam, Tetris, uh, that I just like always love replaying and could play for hours and hours just because it's like a perfect on-rail shooter for me. Yeah. I'm hope I think we probably will get a lot of things that are just padded time for Smash updates, for Animal Crossing updates. I would love to see Odyssey 2 announced it's shocking to me that there's been no dlc at all for uh super mario odyssey just keep going back to that but it is sincerely so good and i think we'll probably see something of metroid prime 4 uh uh being teased uh if not if not outright announced but it's it is strange to me if we if we see no 
if we don't see anything new from any IP aside from what we already know, which is Breath of the Wild 2, I will be really, really surprised. Like we've gotten so many re-releases on Switch at this point that if there's not something new that is Metroid, Star Fox, Mario, something, something significantly new, I will be, I, I'll be, I guess I'll just be disappointed. I, I suppose, I which is, I, yeah. I, so come I'm on okay here, you crow. With, I mean, this might be controversial to you, Metroid fans. I think Metroid is the next one that Nintendo should tackle. Uh, obviously, Breath of the Wild Two is going to be the one I look forward to the most, but. I'm okay with abandoning the Metroid Prime storyline and just starting a new Metroid storyline because I think that the whole system needs, the whole game needs a redesign. I think we need to go open galaxy on that thing, not open world. We need to go open galaxy. I've said it before on the show. You need to be able to go to planets of your choosing, go explore asteroid belts, go explore, explore different stars, you know, galaxies and star systems, maybe abandon frigates and stuff like that and go explore through them. And uh, I think that Breath of the Wild really pushed things forward for Nintendo. And I think Metroid needs to follow suit and have the Metroid Prime like first-person gameplay. But you should be able to explore where you're able to as you get the suit power-ups, et cetera, et cetera. I think they got to do a Breath of the Wild take on Metroid at this point. Same with Star Fox. They did uh, this game that involved the characters with Starlink, which was an Ubisoft mm-hmm. game. Did you guys really? play that, Katie? Yeah, no. Did you spend $3,000 on that, all those action figures? <laughs> no, 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 no. Digital only for me. And okay. <laughs> it was just to be able to play with the Star Fox skins to be able to uh, pretend it's a Star Fox game. Sure. But it was, it did, like being able to travel planet to planet throughout the galaxy it wasn't quite as Nintendo y as you want it to be. It wasn't as tight as you might want it. Uh, but it does. But I agree. Like I just agree with you conceptually. Like that's where all of these franchises need to go. Is like make the Nintendo version of the open world for Metroid, for Mario, for Star Fox, yeah. and, et cetera. You got the Super Nintendo Mini, right? Where there's the only version of of Star Fox Two, right? Yeah, because it's also now on Switch as well. I think that Star Fox Two is if that had come out when it was supposed to come out, I think we I think we're talking about a whole new ball game for Star Fox because. What it did in being able to also add some like real t- some some strategy elements to it was mm-hmm. huge, and yeah. I mean it was really doing some real time strategy stuff going on with the map system in that game that we didn't have in a Star Fox before. So you could pick whatever missions you wanted within the radius of your of your Star Fox ship, but picking the wrong ones meant that the, the villains could advance on your planet even faster. So you actually had to had to play a little bit of strategy there. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And um, if it had been surprising that it would have been huge. It's surprising that they never even really tried in any future title to reincorporate that idea. It, uh, it was, it was revolution. I mean, am I wrong? And am I overstating things that, that was revolutionary? I would say so. Well, it might've been if it had come out. Right. And, then we're talking about Star Fox in the same breath that we're talking about the like royal trilogy of Star Fox is just so strange of like what a what a lapse like right it is because it's it's is Star Wars with game? Muppets. How do you not make this work? It is Animal Star Muppets. Wars with Muppets. Animal it is Muppets. so good. Yeah. It sells itself. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I I didn't never even tried the GameCube dinosaur game with Star Fox. <laughs> and the Wii U one was really frustrating too because the controls were just too too much. I bought I bought uh Breath of the Wild for both the Wii U and for the Switch and I love them both. I thought they were great. It's a great game. Wife, it's the best game. I wish it's the one game that I wish I could eternal sunshine my mind 
to go back and right. play again for the first time. I mean, I go and yeah. explore everything. Like it, that's the thing. One of my favorite things when first playing that game was just I would run for hours and I would not see the same thing. I can't I was get you just, to do that in the real world. I know. I really. I wish I could do that in the real world right now, and like not have to wear my Majora's mask when I go out. <laughs> I still haven't found all the Korok seeds in that game. So, oh, do you know? Do you know? Otherwise, one hundred percented it. But you know what that. you got, right? You and I both grant. Like we did, I one hundred percented it, but the Korok seeds, and obviously no, all the fuck DLC. The, fuck the Korok seeds. Yeah, fuck the Korok seeds. <laughs> but, but I, but I love. love I love yeah. the joke of it. I do know I guess, that it ends up being a giant poop, but that's it's what a giant I golden poop. You get a giant golden poop. <laughs> Nintendo gets underrated for their like anti-comedy humor, but it's there from Super Mario Brothers, the first one, of just being like, we're gonna do a Norm McDonald bit here where we're just gonna keep every time you think it's the end of the game, it's not the end of the game. And then by the time it is the end of the game, it's like, guess what? Now there's new game plus. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah. I mean you guys have me thinking about that Breath of the Wild and uh the only problem with almost you know pretty much 100%ing it but the Korok seats and then the DLC coming out was by the time I finished the DLC I'm just riding my motorcycle around an empty world that I've accomplished everything in and it's sad to me. I want I, I want Breath of the Wild 2 to start with the motorcycle. And I want to be just revving up and like mm-hmm. then it expands into yep. the sky. I don't want to see Epona at all. I just want to be riding my motorcycle. <laughs> no, just the, the motorcycle time. the whole way through. Nope, Epona was it was yesterday. I mean Epona wasn't really in the game technically. If you, you have to name her. If you had the amiibo oh, yeah. too, oh, and you, you know oh. I have all the amiibo. Of course, you have the amiibo. <laughs> you know I got every single Zelda amiibo. I got <laughs> close to every amiibo. Period. I, I have never, I've never invested in the amiibo thing. That's I, why I didn't do the Starlink because I would have been like, "You got any more of the Starlink for now?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Josh Jackson, Geeks Game with Josh, Josh Jackson, did do it. And speaking of Josh Jackson, we're bringing back Geekscape Games, and I think they're going to record next week. And Josh Jackson should go on there and talk about his addiction because he bought every Starlink, the figures and everything. Um, let's wrap things up with some WandaVision Episode 6 talk. Geekscapists, if you're into WandaVision, this is probably where you're going to want to be like, oh, I'll wait until I've seen the episode to uh, to talk about, to, to, to listen because we are going, I'm throwing up a little spoiler warning for you, Geekscapists, right now if you're watching this. But Geekscapists who are listening, for sure, we're going to be talking some one of Vision episode six spoilers. So we're going to start with that now. Um, one of Vision episode six. We know that Pietro's back. We know that uh, Evan Peters, who played uh, Quicksilver in the Fox X Men movies, was brought into this WandaVision universe and knocks on the door at the end of episode five. And He's replaced Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver, at least in whatever the hell is going on here. But we've got a lot of Quicksilver this episode as they go on Halloween in their original comic book costumes. And it's fun, but we also have Vision starting to figure out that things aren't what they seem to be as he starts to push the limits of Wanda's like little world that she's built. And he even pushes it to the point of escaping it for a moment before it sucks him back in and it starts to destroy him. Um what the hell do we want to talk about on this one? Because it starts to seem like the big buildup for episode seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. I, I feel like shit's going to hit the fan in this next couple episodes. Um, I mean, obvious. Well, I mean, think about just like, let's start at the end. Kat Denning's character, Darcy is now in the world. And how does that change her molecularly? And how does that change the other and the world sword? Expanded. Yeah. And the world has expanded. So it's like, there's so many people now in this and 
also who's Monica Rambo's contact? Who are they going to go see? Is it an astronaut? Uh, that's touchdown. Are, are they checking in? Uh, who is I that? It's Manuel. I think it's Manuel. Manuel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Son, Manuel. I'm kidding. <laughs> it is not Manuel. If I just named an astronaut from the Marvel universe. What <laughs> style of sitcom do you think that they're, because now they're up to like the two thousands. They're doing, uh, they're doing modern family. I think this next episode. Mm-hmm. Modern family. Oh, you, you, Mod- right? Yeah, a lot of like direct to camera, like probably start off a little bit office style. And then, because uh, there's a lot of talking head shots in like some of the promos for this coming week. So, the rumor that I heard was that there was 10 episodes, but five and six kind of got collapsed. That there was a full house, supposed to be early 90s intro that was going to happen for an episode five. And that it, when they collapsed the episodes together, that one got scrapped. They went to Malcolm in the Middle opening that was on this episode. Oh, and that was Avril Lavigne performing the intro to the Malcolm in the Middle. Was it really? Oh, wow. It was Avril wow. Lavigne. Because wow, wow, wow. you also see the marquee partway through the episode. You see them leaving like a movie theater or passing a movie theater during the uh, Halloween event. And you see the Incredibles and the Lindsay Lohan parent trap up there. So I, I know those didn't come out the same year, but I think we're playing with a... 2004-ish time mm-hmm. for this for this most recent episode six. Um, I don't really have any theories, except I'll tell you that um, uh, I think a casting notice went out to agents and managers today for a season two of WandaVision here in Hollywood, so there's going to be more craziness. You, we know that Wanda is has some role in Doctor Strange 2. I think like Billy and Tommy do too, and uh, because of that, I think that we might see Cumberbatch towards the end of this season. We may we may end up seeing him in episode nine. There is a distant the rumor that we're going to have a sort of Luke Skywalker like moment where somebody comes in. Um, I think it's Cumberbatch. That's why I'm putting my money. I, I was kind of hoping we were going to get Magneto, but I think that's Magneto. I mean, that that would be pretty cool too, especially because that would be a crossover with the Fox universe. It feels like there's some kind of reference to mutants, but of another universe cracking in. Like, I mean, Magneto would make sense. That would be cool. The thing with Cumberbatch, I love Cumberbatch, but it doesn't feel like a, oh my God, moment. If it's being compared to the Luke Skywalker moment, then. I don't know. uh, I mean, come on. I I thought the Luke Skywalker moment that was being rumored was the. uh, With PHO? Yeah, which was fine. And yeah, it was cool. It didn't feel like it was cool, but it didn't feel equivalent to like being like, "Oh my God, that's Luke." No, that's not Luke. They're not going to really do Luke. They literally could not do Luke. Literally, they couldn't do Luke. Shut up for even suggest. Holy shit! They did did it. it. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like that was. That's what makes me do that with Jar Jar. I'll be like, I I recognize (laughs) that Gungan. Wait a minute, they're not doing this. They're oh my God, they're doing it's Jar Jar. Which, That's by the way, this is, all is so nice. <laughs> Ahmed Best, yes. previous Geekscape guest, absolutely one of the nicest. But I, I'll, I'll tell you why that would set a dangerous precedent to expect that the season finale of all these Disney Plus shows have to end in some big some reveal big or something like that. And why, what like, if it's just always idea. Luke Skywalker? Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> Mark Campbell just shows up in WandaVision and is like, um, I think that, I think that, you know, you have to go another way. And I think that they did the right thing with this Pietro reveal in episode five. That being said, is it Pietro? We had this glance in midway through this episode where just like Wanda had the uh, kind of nightmarish image of uh, vision, a dead vision kind of uh, showing up. We have this one sequence 
and it's like one shot of Wanda looking up. She's kind of lost it a little bit. And Pietro's shot. Like, he's dead, and he has the shot. He's been shot like he did in Age of Ultron. He has the, the bullet holes, and he's dead. And then that's the Aaron Taylor Johnson one, but this is Pietro from X-Men. It, it, is he real? But is, is I don't... Real? I don't think necessarily in the right, unless we're already crossing universes, which might be happening, but it does feel like Wanda's testing him, Pietro's testing her. Um, and he even says, are you testing me again, Wanda? Um, he's like, And then he changes the subject. He doesn't answer the question, whatever. I can't remember what it was that she asks him, but it's in the middle of the episode. Um, it doesn't feel like, and there was an, actually a really interesting article about that commercial, which I think we got to keep paying attention to those stinking commercials, but the commercial with the shark for the yogurt, um, it's a kid on an island. The shark comes up at the very last minute and he's like, I know you're starving here. Let me give you yo magic, magic. Yeah. yo magic. And so it's, but they can't open the tub. So a lot of, there was these articles that were saying like, this is like somebody making a deal with the devil, sort of a monkey's paw situation. Uh, which could be an allusion to some things I like don't think making it's a if we get anything, it might be Dormammu because we know that it continues in Dr. Sure. Strange too. But ultimately, I think that it's Wanda, 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 Wanda. I think, I think there is one other element to this, whether it's Mephisto, whether it, whether it's somebody else, whether yeah, it's a really good guess. Be, be uh, that that. And by the way, do we know who's cast for that? No, I don't. It's think Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's, it's Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> His voice would be awesome. Uh, I I honestly don't think we're, it's going to be somebody that we haven't seen already that, in the MCU. I think it's going to be either Dormammu's my long shot. I think ultimately it's going to be Wanda all up in Wanda's head, and Doc Strange is going to come in to kind of help guide her out of it. And it may go well, it may go bad, and we're going to go into Doctor Strange too. I don't think they're going to build her up as a. If they were, I I think that's right. I think that's what we're supposed to think at this point. And I would love to be surprised. Wanda, Wanda, that that, but I don't think they're going to build her up as to be like this this true proper villain, which is why I think. Even if it's just like a teaser, there's gonna be some string puller. Mm-hmm. Somebody like th- that's I, kind of my thought too. Like, yeah, that's no, that's thing, like I think I think you're right on yeah. it, Katie. Yeah, no, I, more, I agree. Like I, I was thinking about you know if Wanda was introduced as a villain in Doctor Strange too. The truth is like we still have Baron Mordo running around saying no more sorcerers, and uh, I I loved Mordo in the original Doctor Strange, and we still have Mordo as the as the villain. It's, I don't think that. Yeah, to me, it would be unsatisfying to sideline the momentum of that Mordo storyline and be like, hey, can you hold off the Doctor Strange 3? We want to kind of explore more MCU tightness over here. It'd be, I think that Mordo will play into Doctor Strange 2 in I, conjunction with whatever is happening with Wanda. I too, but they're, they're, they're usually very delicate with weaving those things in. There's never really one bad guy. There's like other right. pieces to the puzzle right. that are going to be scattershot in it. So like whether or not they focus on that in, in the Doctor Strange movie, that's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But I just, I feel like there's just, there's more at play here that we don't see yet. It and I like think at a left field, I think Deus Darcy, Darcy entering in, I don't, we don't know like how well she's going to be able to control all i mean she's expanded it very far so we don't know how well she'll be able to control every single person so my hope is because she's so stubborn darcy is going to be able to crack out of it herself i don't know let me ask you a question too as far as as terms of theorizing Mm -hmm. why was there a memory gap 
because Wanda also has a memory gap in the first couple of episodes. And that to me is also, that points to me to why there is a string puller, yes. uh, whether it's wh- whoever it is like there's, and I, I do think it, the main thing is going to be like, look what grief can do to a person. But I don't think it's going to be that. Now she's all. crazy. She's, yeah. She's yeah. going to get the comic book out. The comic book out is that there was a little element of mind control. And then she just got to struggle with like, now I've got to live with my grief and the grief yeah. of having harmed these people and so forth. The grief left her susceptible to being and, used by this big bad. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I'm like whoever it. whoever the big bad is, I think that's what that like illusion was with the shark giving what you wanted. What did she want most? She wanted vision back. What she what do you want she wanted most, but she can't open the fucking uh yogurt well, pack. And like it is the- yo magic. You think it's all because of her magic, but I like that. The shark is the one who brought yo magic. Okay. Just then saying. I'm just going to say they introduced clowns in the last episode. It's going to be arcade. That's how they're going to get the X-Men universe in there. It's going to be arcade. <laughs> it's going to be arcade. Uh, it's going to be the Joker. The Joker! <laughs> <laughs> the Joker. Um, it's going to be Mark Hamill's Joker. <laughs> I got to tell you, Geekscapist, it's been awesome having Grant on the show. I'm going to, no more spoilers, no more mutants, no more Geekscape. Uh, it's been awesome having Grant. Grant, you've been great. This is awesome. Hey. Pleasure Love to hang out with you. Uh, yeah, let's let's wrap up. I think um, y- you know we're just gonna have to wait and see on that Wandavision stuff, and uh, you know a week later we're gonna start seeing what's up with Baron Zemo and his mushmouth mask, uh, <laughs> and Falcon Winter Soldier. We're gonna be getting these genre shows for a very long time. And Geekscape, as you know, if we're gonna get these, if we're getting these genre shows, you know that we're, you're gonna be getting some Geekscape to talk about it. I think Grant was telling us all sorts of awesome knowledge we talk comics movies tv video games this is a pretty solid geekscape i'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of a 10 wow really solid solid. nobody got naked to push it over the top i was just wondering what is that 0.5 got it okay well is new to time (laughs) all right um yeah grant uh, anything you want to promote anything we can check you out i think that you yourself have a podcast is that true I do, and you're going to be doing it uh, next week, right? Yeah. I think, let's did do we it. did we finalize yeah. that date? Yeah, it's yeah, Tuesday. You can me. There's no Utah Jazz game. I'm available. <laughs> this guy. Perfect. This yeah. is such good I, to know. I am. Uh, I am. You can follow me at Grant Pardee on Twitter. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, I guess. And yeah, check out my podcast. My podcast is usually it's actually now it's me and my wife, so it's now called a Grashland Party. It uh-huh. was it was called the Grand Party. And uh, it's kind of just, it's literally just like, I'm going insane uh, in the pandemic without talking to more people. And so this, this is an attempt to just be like, to just get on the phone and the conversation goes wherever it goes. Geepscape uh, might would be interested in the Ed Greer episode where we talk a lot of comics. God, do we love, love Ed Greer. Greer. And, and that, was, uh, that was just a couple episodes back. Uh, so they're titled as such. Like if, if, there, if there's geek stuff in there, you'll be able to just search by title and see what conversation topics interest you. Well, uh, but you can find it through my Twitter. Yeah, find Grant on Twitter. He's awesome. Grant Party, P-A-R-D-E-E, for you Geekscape is listening to this on the podcast. Um, and he just described doing his podcast because we're in a pandemic and he thinks he's going insane and he just wants somebody to uh, talk to. And that's why I started Geekscape 15 years ago. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the different places that you can find social media, you can find Geekscape and be a part of it because we're going to keep doing fun stuff like our speed dating event. Uh, and we, it's not just Geekscape. 
we have like 14 freaking shows on the network now. I told you Geekscape Games is coming back. Have you been listening to One Hit Thunder with our good friend Chris Papalios? Maybe you've been listening to Horror Movie Night with uh, Matt Kelly and the boys. There's all sorts of awesome stuff here on the Geekscape Network. Katie's going to get her own show. It's going to be called Katie and the Incel Bot. Best friends again. No, I'm not. Uh, no, no. It's going to be a sitcom. Katie. <laughs> Katie is around. And uh, you can follow her at L Sassy Pants. At E-L Sassy Pants. That's because my last name is El Cesar. No one can pronounce it. So everyone called me El Sassy Pants. You had nicer friends than me then. <laughs> those are not the nicknames I was bestowed. I also got uh, Elka-Seltzer and people sang the song for me a lot because my last name sounds like Elka-Seltzer, but it's El Cesar. Yeah, I'd still so, show up to school the next day. I would still show up to school yeah. the next day. You, oh, you got off London. You got off easy stilts. Uh, okay. <laughs> I give bad nicknames. Yeah, that's no, good. That's good. <laughs> going to be like, Mark, I'm not too tall, am I? All right. Geekscapist. Cutting off on my legs before tonight. Before the bullying kicks in, I'm going to let you all go. We talk sports and we talk bullying. Like, this is not Geekscape anymore. Uh, love you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Geekscape forever. And uh, I think I say peace here because I do wish it upon you. Okay? Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 